you guys are alone in the mess hall of the Mrs. Egg. What do you want to do with your day? Yeah, so I think the first thing TK does is uh, hop in Henley. He says, you know, puts down his book. Goes back to his room, puts down his book. Says goodbye to everybody. Um, puts on some lo-fi chill beats because he's trying to chill out today. Um, gets into gets into Henley and uh, puts in the supply store that he goes to, which is in the Lower East Side. So yeah, you head down south. Uh, it's a it's like a cluttered showroom. It's just piles of things. It looks, sort of looks like an old Army Navy store. It's like it's been there for a you know a hundred years, uh, and it looks like the man who is behind the counter has also been there for a hundred years. Everything's covered in a fine layer of dust. But yeah, whatever you have, whatever you want, they t- they would tend to have it. You're not going to buy anything too weird. No, no, yeah, you're not buying anything off the beaten path. Yeah, uh, whatever whatever you want to get, uh, he'll he'll sell it to you um, brusquely and with very little mm-hmm. small talk. Hey, Philly. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> I'm back. I need uh, some canisters, some fuel canisters. He uh, he comes out from a door behind the desk, uh, and uh, he's holding a takeout tray, and you can see that he's, like, shoveling rice into his mouth. Oh, man after my own heart. Uh, it smells really good. Mm. <laughs> Full mouth, he goes, <laughs> 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 uh, Yeah, can I get a... I, I need a canister for this mini welder. I want a chainsaw. Uh, yeah, if you uh, go, data tap. Where yeah, do I get go those? look. Uh, you can see that pile of canisters over there in the corner. Uh-huh. Yeah, you should be able to find what you need right. over there. <laughs> and the other stuff, yeah. Can I get that chainsaw, the the, the monofilament chainsaw, one? Chainsaw, yeah. Thought I ordered uh, that last week. Uh, hold on. And he taps on a he like taps on a little screen that's set into the desk. He's like, uh, yeah, give give me a shit. Uh, he sort of rustles around in a pile of cardboard boxes that's behind the desk. Um, nothing is in order. He's toppling things over. Things are falling, and he reaches into one one box and he pulls out um, in a in a spray of packing peanuts uh, just a small thin box, and he plops it down on the counter and he says, "Yes, you get you get your chance." Oh, thank you, thank you, Phil. It's got a picture of a car on it. Except the car is being sawed in half by the chainsaw, <laughs> and the and the car has a word bubble on it that says "ouch." Perfect. There's no exclamation mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly what TK ordered. He's delighted. You've uh, used one of these before. It doesn't matter, man. I I need it. Right, I didn't. I didn't mean to. Don't ask. Okay. Uh, can I also get a data tap? I want to skim some data. Roll a d6. Um, if you roll high, this is something that he has. Five. Let's go. Nice. Let's go. Yeah, actually, my uh, my cousin just brought me in one of these. Uh, I ain't never seen one before. What do you? How do you use this? You just plug it in. Uh, he goes and he opens up a a filing cabinet and pulls out. A small doohickey that kind of looks like um, like a wireless mic pack, uh, except out of the bottom there's something that looks like an ice pick. It's got a little sheath on it, and he pulls the sheath off, and you just see a long copper like antenna or arm with a point on the end. And he says, "Looks complicated." And he sets it down on your pile, your small pile of things. Great, I'll take all of it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you I mean, you want to put it on my tab? Or? <laughs> you do have a tab. He's got uh, a tab. I mean, he pays <laughs> you. 
<laughs> got a tab though. Uh, yeah, I mean, you just um, transfer the amount of money that you. Sure. Sounds like you've looked at these things. You know how much they yeah, cost. Yeah, it's not more than like five hundred yen in total. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He uh, he he gestures gestures at it all. He's like, yeah, get it, get get it out of here. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. And he transfers the money. And then you know, puts puts the boxes under his arm, throws them in the back of Henley, and drives off. Nice. Um, I think he's yeah he's headed so so TK he's he's you know he's listening to lo-fi beats because he's he's distressed he's he's really uh, been thinking a lot about the stuff with Sunshine um, and that whole fight when he when he lost control because he's he's still figuring out how to process it so what he does when he needs to deal with stuff like this is he goes where he used to go which is uh, a church up in West Harlem which is the place where he has his earliest memory somebody took him there he doesn't remember who. Um, but it's near where he grew up. It's where he returns to when he's when he's distressed. Because there's usually no one there. No one bothers him. He's, he can just—he's not religious. He can just sit down, think uh, about things. Should we? This is an honest question. Um, should we take this opportunity to talk about how it is religion works in New York City in 2101? Sure. Or do we just want to go to the church? I mean, is—is is there a way it works? Yeah, there is a very specific way that it works. Mm. I mean, I guess there's magic now and like shamans and gods and stuff. <laughs> yeah. so. so by the like 2030s, all of the major uh, Abrahamic religions figured out that they were basically going to fold. They were going to fail financially in the wake of uh, like corporate ascendancy and like a changing tax code. And so they all actually uh, banded together. And this is very much a United Canadian American States thing. This is not like a, a worldwide phenomenon. This is very much like this region of the world uh, this had happened. And so um, a lot of the local archdiocese of Christian religions, many local Jewish and Islamic communities, all kind of like um, banded together and they formed a, a, a corporate conglomerate that is named uh, with no hint of irony his name incorporated. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, it is a large, like, faith-based conglomerate that is based in the United Canadian American States. Uh, its headquarters are in Washington, D.C. So over the last 70 years or so, his name has become something like yoga or meditation. It's like, they're not entirely bad. They're also divorced from their tradition and their traditional meaning. And also, in a lot of ways, the sort of more seedy elements of it prey on people's insecurities. But also, like, some of those things are legitimately good and good for people and bring people joy. And so, like, his name is like a very sort of complicated, very strange organization. It's sort of like a multi-theistic consumer experience that is in the vestments of religious tradition. Let me make sure if there's... Let me see Say if that again. Huh? Say that again. It is a multi-theistic consumer experience in the vestments of tradition. Wow. Very good. Very well <laughs> said, Mike. You know, it's an artifact of immense greed. You know, these this Mike, I think this is actually the first detail of this world that has bummed me out. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, that just made me so sad to yeah? hear that phrase. Yeah, multi-track. I mean, I'm being moved by your art. <laughs> that, that's good. Okay, good. But wow. Uh, it's not all bad. Um, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I said it's. I was upfront about this. It's not. It's a complicated thing. Uh, because it was born of greed, right? Like all of they, the leaders of all of these local religions figured out that corporate ascendancy mean, meant that they were not going to be able to sway the tax code. They weren't going to be able to get the donations that they wanted. And so they banded together in order to play the corporate game. And so this is something that is um, something that exists in order to prey on people's insecurities. But his name also does have branches and even some small kiosks all across the city that provide life coaching services, therapy sessions. Many of the churches uh, preach a vaguely Abrahamic code of ethics at weekly community meetings that you can go into after paying a small fee. Mm. There is often a financial counselor on staff, and there is also a 24-hour helpline that most of them run at the cost of one new yen per minute. Most churches are also sanctuaries both uh, legally and practically. Uh, They are open to all, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as long as they're not currently uh, having a community meeting or a class. Um, And when you go in, you are free to basically take advantage of any of the things that are out. Uh, Like if there's a, you know, if there's food, if there's resources, if there's hobby materials, uh, you're, you're allowed to just basically use whatever you want. But also, thanks to corporate sovereignty and extraterritoriality, the NYPD Incorporated and, in theory, all other uh, corporate security forces are not allowed to step foot into any his name branches unless they have a warrant that is issued by a judge that sits on the New York Supreme Court. And this makes his name a very uh, it's an organization that courts a lot of controversy and they kind of dig it. And it's part of their advertising and PR campaign that they sort of um, cast themselves in this vaguely libertarian language. Like they're a sanctuary. You know, if you if you're in trouble, you can come here. You're going to be safe. There's a lot of language about freedom and about community and about helping one another and about like but also like being your own person and staying, you know, getting getting away from the long arm of the law and authority and all this other stuff. Mm. The largest branches are in Midtown, but there are ones all over the place. There is uh, a His Name branch that is in Harlem. It's not in an old church. It's in a building that is new construction. But like many other things in New York, it was built to high specification, high detail, to just look like an old 19th century sanctuary. Uh, and if that's where you're going to head... Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. You go in, it is, it is mostly empty. You see some people at the far end of the sanctuary. Uh, you hear... The dull sounds of like ha- hand tools, and if you look, you can see a couple people in long dark smocks, um, using hand planes and planing what look like doors. And there are a couple other people standing around, looking somewhat confused, um, like they're maybe like they're learning something. Like this is a class, but no one says anything to you when you enter. Most of the pews are completely empty. It's very calm. It's dimly lit, except for the far end uh, where there are more lights. Cool. Uh, yeah, TK just sits in the last row. Um, and he takes off his comm and puts down his deck and just sort of sits there and uh, watches the people use their hand tools. Yeah, you hear it's like the distant, slightly reverberant sounds of a hand plane. There's yeah. like dull murmuring as one of the people in the dark, in one of those dark smocks. They also have a very long beard, points at something, and then 
someone who looks much more modern, someone who just looks like they walked in off the street, mouths a couple words, you can't hear what they're saying. Yeah, but I mean, TK's just sitting there sort of taking it and he's um, trying to still himself. And it's like, this is the closest he gets to meditation. Um, and I think he's, 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 he's waiting for something, but he doesn't know exactly what it is. I think he's just sitting there like, thinking, thinking about the fight. Like he's, he's thinking through uh, the, like the images from the beginning uh, all the way through the end. Um, and I think, you know, he's, he's thinking about, uh, there's a blank spot in his memory and he's, you know, he's trying to remember what happened uh, before he came to and saw Lux. So he's just sitting there and I think he, I think he just sits there for like, you know, like an hour just watching this stuff happen. Uh, at one point after you've been there for a long time, one of the older men in the long brown smocks with a big beard, no hair on his head, comes over and he says, would you like to join the workshop? What are you guys doing? Just planing some doors. It's very meditative activity. Sure, why not? Straightening out some wood. <laughs> Making it flat. Yeah, let's let's do it. TK's not very familiar with wood, but he does like learning. It is... Yeah, it's, ooh, these are good ones. Pine boards. Where did you get pine? It's 2101. Oh, you know, we come from a small community up north. We grow our own trees. It's uh, nice. And he starts telling you all of these details about their genetically <laughs> modified pine <laughs> so trees. Cute. As he walks away from you, you can look You look down and you see that he's not wearing any shoes. Uh, and yeah, he. you go over and there are a bunch of wood shavings on the ground. And there are all of these uh, large, you know, door shapes being made ever sm- being made slightly smaller bit by bit by bit. Uh, yeah, there's uh, two other people who are there. Uh, there is a, there, you know, looks like a young couple uh, just hanging out, like watching these older. There's three older men uh, that are just planing things and talking about the tools and talking about the wood. Uh, and there's yeah, big pieces of board up on saw horses and he just hands you a hand plane. Yeah, I think TK rolls up his sleeves and just starts planing. Uh, it comes, uh, I mean, yeah, roll agility. All right. When he hands you the hand plane, it has that feeling of like, you know a, a tool that is exactly the right weight? Indeed. And like has been used so much that it you like know Ooh. immediately how to hold it. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. TK just glitched the roll. <laughs> oh, no. Look, no, I mean, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but I suspect all is forgiven. <laughs> um, you you like really put some force into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of shoulder in really hard and push down and you gouge a huge hole. Oh, no. In the very fine and flat surface of the door, and you cut out a, a chunk from the from the face mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy who led you over says, well, "That's not a problem. You just need more planing." <laughs> yeah, TK tries again. You'll get it. <laughs> oh. Looks outside and he goes, "Warm well, today." <laughs> TK doesn't answer. This time he got one hit. <laughs> Warm um, yesterday. So I think he just he's just taking it slower. Yeah. Using less using less of the metal arm. Uh kind of settling into it. Yeah, you uh you get some very thin little wood shavings issue from the front of the hand plane, and you feel like with 
um, dozens of hours of practice. This is something that would come that would come to you. You could learn how to do this. And then the guy says, probably warm tomorrow. <laughs> the guy just nods. He's playing and he's in the zone. He loves to he, he's he uh, loves learning a new skill that isn't digital. Did you come to the church to plane? <laughs> this is so wholesome and adorable. <laughs> uh, came to think. It's a good place for it. Yeah, most days. Don't see many pl- people planting wood. Oh, most that's because there aren't many. Well, guess there's not a lot of wood here. Mm. And a lot of machines around. Do the planing for you. Just back and forth. <laughs> Many, many minutes pass. Yeah. Oh, God. Have you ever played wood, any of you? No, never. Oh, it's so nice. It's so meditative. You just... <laughs> wow. Man learns a lot about himself. Playing in the door. <laughs> he says for. this to no one in particular. Yeah, yeah. He's, just, he's <laughs> in the zone. I think he stays for another, like, hour just playing wood. All right. I mean, this man will not pry into your personal business unless you offer anything. You know, he will ask vaguely friendly questions forever. Yeah, no, I can tell. <laughs> do you want do you want to have a meaningful conversation in this room or <laughs> <laughs> press F to well, have a meaningful yeah. conversation? <laughs> it's, all, it's first of all, F is to pay respects. E is to have a meaningful conversation. Um, oh, jeez. Should have known. Should have known. No, I think uh TK's uh, he's got an appointment later to yeah. talk to talk to one of his his uh, older friends. I ask I ask only just because I want to be sure that you're getting yeah, what you want yeah, out yeah. of this. I I think he just wants to play wood. I love this. This is It's great. very calm yeah. and nice. <laughs> he's just He's Compared to, to what just happened, he's just right? To, it's he, like the polar opposite. Uh, the man reaches into one of the pockets in his long brown smock and pulls out a stick, and he puts the stick in his mouth and he begins to chew it. And he walks around to all of the doors and admires them. Um, the the young couple that was here has left. Uh, the one of the older men has sat in, has sat down in one of the pews and is kind of like lightly nodding off. Mm-hmm. It's just you, this man chewing on a stick, and one other older gentleman who is planing a door. In this in this mm-hmm. giant corporate church, I'm just imagining it's the afternoon, sort of some like light filtering in, yeah, little dust motes, yeah, yeah. I think he's he's just planning. I think uh, after a while he he sends a message to um, God. What was her name? Oh, your girlfriend, ex, your ex girlfriend, ex old oh. flame. That oh. is you. You send a message to Cinnamon Billions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So this the backstory to this is uh, Mike and I did a one off. Like a while ago. Yeah. And so she gave me a job, but I was like, seems like a character we should keep in. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. What a name. Yeah, I don't know where that came from, but that's. I love it. I do too. It's all Rugnetta, baby. (laughs) Ah. Straight Um, off the dome. So So I think TK just sends her a message and says, hey, do you have some time to talk later? What's up? It's your boy, Bijan Steven, who also plays TK, who you were just listening to just a second ago. Can you believe that? Technology is amazing. I have two pieces of news for you. First, I bought a bike. His name is Henley. So Henley does exist, IRL. Yes. Second, you should subscribe to our Patreon because that's the thing that keeps the show going. Um, you get a bunch of cool things like access to our Discord, which is popping with fan art and cool people. Uh, you also get access to Fun Chatty a totally separate podcast for free. You know, we also do a bunch of one-offs and streams and all kinds of good stuff just for our patrons. You should come join us. We're fun. I promise. 
So you get a message back from Cinnamon Billions that says uh, M-I-T-T-S question mark mitts um, and then three question mark. TK sends back a thumbs up. Okay. I think in the meantime, he's going to go find something to eat. I also think, sorry, I also think he takes the chunk of wood that he like fucked up with him. It's you have it. It is very easy to find. It is the biggest piece of wood in the pile by an order of magnitude. Great. He's reminding himself of his failures. <laughs> Dude, you're literally bearing a cross. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm trying I'm trying to express that he's like sad about this. Like he's yeah. like fucked up about it. I think you let me think about this for a sec. Hold on. I think in this meditative moment, while you're planning the door, you realize something about yourself. Mm-hmm. Or rather, like there is there is something about you that you realize will be the case from this point forward. I'm going to assign you a quality. Uh-oh. Okay, go on. Um, and I'm going to assign you a quality that is called better to be feared than loved. I'm going to look this up. Um, we are not oh, doing wow. it. We are not using the text. Like a cl- It's not going to be the same as it is in the core rulebook. But basically, your reputation has increased. Not just that people know who you are, but that they know you for a specific thing now. Uh, and that, like, basically word traveled. And you realize that, like, the team let Kit Kat go. Dragonfly left. You know, you love your teammates. You you have, I think, an abiding respect for Gabe, at least. Mm-hmm. But, like, people talk about stuff. So it seems likely that people will talk about what you have done uh, regarding Sunshine. I mean, that's a hell of a story. Wow. Like, assaulted by a bunch of shooters, and then one of them gets beaten to death with bare hands. And it's, like, the kind of stuff that in runner bars, people fucking love talking about. This is, like, Mm. the currency of this job. Mm -hmm. These kinds of stories. So, here's what I'm gonna say the result of this is. Mm -hmm. You can increase the loyalty of all of your contacts with the exception of Dev by two. Shit, okay. Because they are terrified of you. Wow. Shannon and I are like yeah. staring. In the future... He has three contacts, so... <laughs> nice. When you meet new people, uh, especially people who work in organized crime, they're going to roll memory and logic mm. to see if they remember uh, or recognize you. Mm-hmm. And if they do, they're going to roll to see how they feel about what they've heard, um, which is probably a version of the truth. So it will be slightly different for different people. You know, some people will have heard a much worse version of of the story. Some people will have heard one that makes you seem like you were absolutely totally in the right. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, uh, yeah, like you're, yeah, you have a reputation. You can, if you ever want to get rid of this, mm-hmm. it will cost you five karma. Fuck. Wow. That's so many karma. So this is like as you're planning wood, you're kind of like thinking, you start thinking within yourself, but then you end thinking outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, the kind of like, you're doing the calculus of the social interactions that you will have now and later. And this is the thing that dawns on you. You go and get some food? Yeah. With your piece of wood? With my piece of wood. Uh, As you leave, um, the man chewing on the stick says... You have a nice day. Thanks. You keep at that planing. You come back. We're here every third Saturday. Yup. Um, yeah, and I think he just goes and finds like a, I don't know, like a, 
an empty restaurant. Street soy meat. No, I think I think he's like gonna find like a like a an empty like Chinese restaurant somewhere. Sure, you have like a perfectly passable Chinese food meal. Yeah. Um, remove twelve million from your bank account. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna add this up in a <laughs> in a minute. Uh, I think also during during his meal, he's like sort of whittling his little piece of wood. All right, just playing, just trying to play at it. But. How much did the sheep cost? Ten. Sure. Okay. Sure. It was ten. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I gotta write that down. Yeah, get that in there. Yep. How much did the fairy dog cost? Because you gotta subtract that too. Oh yeah. <laughs> did you Did you get one or did you get like twenty? Uh, you know, I got one, but I bought the whole line. <laughs> uh, it's on looks. Uh, that is seventeen New Yen. Uh, yeah. I'll take that out as well. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Lux. Lux is so generous. <laughs> um. Yeah. All right. So he's. So yeah, no, I think he goes to the bar. All right, yeah, so um, Mitz is uh, also in Harlem. Um, it's not too far from where you are. It is on the third floor of a building that has been uh, very recently renovated. It's a very like high-class-looking, detailed renovation. Um, there's been a lot of uh, facade work to make it look uh, like it is an old, uh, very like high-class, almost tenement building, sort of like historical revival, mm-hmm. um, except for the third floor where Mitz is, he's like somehow managed to um, find a loophole where they didn't touch any of the uh, square footage that he owns. And so there's like beautiful brickwork that abuts like old need crumbling, needs to be repointed brick with these crumbling white windows. Mm-hmm. You can you can see it from, from the street. Uh, there's like a big old neon sign that just says Mitz and it's blinking M-I-T-T-S. Uh, and you go up, you walk up the stairs, and when you get in, Mitz is this cavernous bar. Um, uh, the ceiling's very high. It's very long uh, and wide, and there's a bar all to uh, there's a bar to the left hand side, and the bar is low. Uh, it is uh, probably like waist height, uh, if not slightly shorter. Mm-hmm. And sitting and standing behind it is Mitz, who is a dwarf. Uh, he is standing comfortably behind it, uh, wiping it down with a rag, and there are short little stools in front of it. You can see in the far, far back of the bar, there is a boxing ring, and one side of the boxing ring has had the ropes removed. Mm-hmm. And there's a small staircase that leads up to it, and on the ring, there are a couple old chairs and tables, uh, and it's mostly empty. There are a couple people sitting at tables off to the right, uh, looking at their comms, reading a book, taking notes, just sort of like sitting there. And sitting at one of the small squat stools, you also see uh, a very familiar figure, a mm-hmm. uh, big round poof of curly red hair, uh, a uh, the back of a black blazer, uh, and a long sort of like... Uh, it's not pleather, but like, what is that shiny pant fabric? Vinyl. Vinyl. Yeah, like long vinyl pants mm-hmm. and uh, like long, tall, bright white high heels. Mm. Uh, and you would know that this is your ex-partner, Cinnamon Billions. Uh, she's got a she's got a, a a tall, very pale soy brew in front of her, uh, and she does not turn around when you walk in. But Mitz is there, and he sees you walk in. Yeah, I think. Oh, hey, slugger, come here, come here. He leaves, he comes out from behind the bar. He's got like a 
perfectly round, flat, squash nose, cauliflower ears, and a Charles Darwin forehead and oh, like yes. eyebrow ridge. Love it. Uh, this is a head if you punched it would shatter your forearm. Uh, <laughs> and he kind of shadow boxes up to you. <laughs> hey, man, it's good to see you, buddy. Mint, it's good to see you too. Yeah, hey, guess we got a drink special today. You want to guess what it is? No, yeah. just give it to me. Punch! <laughs> Do you get it? I wish I didn't. Uh, the shelves behind the bar are um, mostly empty, and you the bottles that you can see are some of the cheapest liquor that you can possibly buy. Perfect. The menu has two items, beer, two new yen, not beer, four new yen. We, I was kidding about the punch. That's just for the joke. It's, it's a good joke. Thank you, Mitt. It's good to see you too, buddy. Ah. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, TK walks over and sits down by Cinnamon. Uh, she um, she uh, has not turned around, though she has heard this entire interaction, uh, and she just says, sort of like side-eyeing you a little bit, <clears throat> what's up? Hey, mate, can I get a not beer? Uh, yeah, you know it. <laughs> uh, he walks over to some of the bottles. Yeah. Uh, that was implied, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I- <laughs> <laughs> That's him walking over to the ice, bottles. And ice doing- cubes. <laughs> She's I'm going to use this. He's drinking. <laughs> this is good Foley work. Oh, he's opening a can. <laughs> oh, he's licking a salt lamp. I'm <laughs> uh, having a having a hard time. Thought I'd say hi. What kind of hard time you having? I'm glad you didn't hear. Uh, hold on. She's gonna she is gonna search her memory. Great. I mean, yeah, she's got a great memory, but like she, <laughs> I don't think she would have heard about this. I don't know why I rolled. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't hang out with those people. I'm glad you don't. Um, we were, we were in a fight. Uh, somebody didn't make it. It was my fault. One of yours? No, 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 no. <sighs> we're all good. But, uh, I mean, isn't this what you do? Uh, and she like turns and she looks at you. Uh, her eyelashes are very long. <laughs> I love that we're in a noir right now. This is great. Um, uh, she's like fully uh, like leaning on the bar, like full, like all, like her forearms are, mm-hmm. yeah, around the, like encircling her beer. She's like looking to her left, just kind of staring you in the eyes. Yeah, and I think he's he's you know waiting on that not beer. It arrives. Yeah, and so he just he. What does it What does it look like? Yeah, what is it? It is from like an unmarked bottle. A lot of the bottles are unmarked in various like shades of gray, green, and gold. Uh, and this has got a little green to it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, TK just takes a takes a large chug. It tastes like um, rot gut whiskey and menthol. He, he <laughs> grimaces. Uh, uh, this is it. <laughs> it tastes the way self-destructive drinking tastes. Yeah, I think that's exactly what he's in the mood for. <laughs> uh, he's 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 having a having a hard time. So uh, cinnamon looks at you and goes, "Whoa, slow down." Yeah, maybe later. Uh, no, I uh, I beat a woman to death. He uh, he brings another drink over. <laughs> And puts it in front of you and pours it and then leaves the bottle and walks away. Uh, Around the corner, you don't see him. Cinnamon finishes the rest of her beer and pours some of the bottle into her mug. Yeah, you get it. Uh, She shot me 
if that helps. I mean, uh, you're going to have to tell me if it does. It does. Okay. I, uh, I lost control again. Just out of my mind. I don't remember. Only one this time? Only one. Well, thank heavens for small blessings. I've been thinking about it. I don't know what to say. Well, but I figured you might know. What have you been thinking about? You know, just, uh, <laughs> I woke up and they, you know, I saw my friend and I looked over and I saw just a pool of blood and a guy was yelling in a shipping container for some reason. It was, uh, I don't know how to, I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know how I should feel about it. How do you want to feel about it? Well, I don't want it to, I don't want it to not matter because I know it does. I, uh, I guess I just needed to tell someone that it's hard. It sounds hard. TK takes another drink and finishes his drink this time. A long silence passes. Cinnamon drinks some of the liquor that's in her beer mug and she pours a little bit more in and she looks at you and she asks, I mean, are you still trying to get it under control? Yeah, I was. I, I just saw this other, this, this other guy who was pointing a gun at us. Some, uh, some kill his partner. Uh, and it just, you know, it was raining. It was loud. It just set me off. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. I hadn't been sitting with myself for long enough. I think uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next, but I heard that people know now. They've heard. I mean, you're, uh, you know, your crew is, it's just like the dancers in the city. One thing happens. Two days later, everybody knows about it. It's it's funny how much the people that you hang out with and the people that I hang out with have in common, even though it's two very different lines of work. But you can't... Don't let them turn you into that person because you are not that person. Thanks, Cinnamon. I needed to hear that. The whole time she's had this kind of like, uh, not irritated, but like stern look on her face. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like in this moment, she kind of like breaks a little bit and she gives you a, like, I don't know how to describe this face. <laughs> I don't, face. I don't know what that face. I don't know what, what words you use it's, to do, uh, like extreme pity. Uh, yeah. Pathos. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, extreme and, pity and empathy. Yeah. And she, and she like, you know, swivels her stool very awkwardly. Her legs are very long and she's jammed up against this bar and it's like a very strange side hug, but she like, you know, gives you a hug and she puts her giant puff of hair, uh, on your shoulder and you can feel her head like through it. Um, and, uh, she kind of like puts her hand on your knee and she says, I know you're trying your best. It gets harder every day. And I think he pays his tab, takes the bottle, says, I'll see you later. Walks you out. 
don't give me a call if you need anything, but give me a call when you don't. Okay. Yeah, then he leaves. are now leaving Fun City. The team's day off will continue tomorrow morning with Viv. Thanks for listening. If you want to support the show, get access to bonus one-off episodes, our bi-weekly post-episode chat show Fun Chatty, and our Discord. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash funcityventures. And of course, thanks to all of our current patrons for help keeping this ship afloat. We'd also love it if you told your pals about the show, shared it on social media, drew us some fan art, gave us a rating on iTunes, or just came by to say hey on Twitter. I'm Bijan Steven, and I am TK. Um, you can find me online at Bijan Steven on Twitter, which is B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N, or on Instagram, um, and you should just Google that. I'm Jen De La Vega. I am Viv. You can find me online at Randwitches. That's the word sandwiches, but just replace the S with an R. This is Nick Garcio. I play Lux Scythe. You can find me on Twitter at N-G-U-E-R-S-H, um, and Instagram at N-Gurcio, G-U-E-R-C-I-O. This is Shannon O'Dell. I play Lash Goodbog. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Shodell, S-H-O-D-E-L-L. This is Taylor Moore, and I play all the bad boys. I'm at Taylor.biz. My name is Mike Rignetta. I am your GM. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Rignetta. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Fun City Ventures. Fun City was recorded at Fortunate Horse in beautiful Greenpoint, Brooklyn. It was produced, edited, and sound designed by me, Mike Rignetta. Pixel Riffs is an expert door planer. Fun City's music is by Sam Tyndall, except for the lo-fi beats this episode. Those were CC by licensed from Aruka Beats. Our art is by Tess Stone. Our Discord mods are Olivia Gulen, Kit, and Kestrel. And the voice of Artemis is Molly Templeton.